0: If you'd like to have the Money Talks experts answer your question on air, give us a call at 855-429-9166 or email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's d-r-g-e-n-e at hensler.com. You can find us on most social media platforms under Hensler Group or on the web at hensler.com.
1: listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon, and I'm joined now by none other than Justin Wagner. Justin uh, is not only a a advisor within our, he's kind of a teacher, he does all kinds of things with our retirement uh, services division at Hinsler Financial, but he's also um, our commercial transformation Um, what would you call that uh, an associate yes okay Okay. head Um, of
2: commercial transformation
1: head of commercial transformation which means he uh, kind of advises internally within Hensler Financial uh, to other divisions within the firm uh, one of which is our um, insurance division and joined by Justin and myself are, is uh, Keith Palmer. Keith is uh, from Hensler Norton Insurance. He works with uh, businesses and individuals on corporate and personal insurance policies. And today we're going to have these guys talking about umbrella insurance policies. Now, I guess we ought to start out. What in the world, for somebody that might not know, is an umbrella insurance policy?
3: Troy, an umbrella policy is basically a, an excess layer of liability that extends over your homeowner's liability, your auto liability. And your um, potentially your watercraft liability.
1: Watercraft.
3: It, so boats and boats. That's exactly right. right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So. Uh, and, and now, so with those, those are
2: an umbrella policy is in addition to some of the, you know, a, a auto policy or a home policy. It's not in lieu of, right? That is correct. Okay. That's, that correct. that's why, because a lot of people want to, I want to make sure everyone knows it's not a separate, it's on top of that.
3: That's correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, over and above the, the normal policies that an individual would have, some of which are re, uh, required as uh, the regulators uh, would, would require, like automobile liability insurance, right?
3: Right. If you have a mortgage on your home, they'll generally require a certain mm-hmm. amount of liability coverage. The mortgage as company, part right? of the Yeah, it's part of the homeowner's package generally. The auto, um, obviously, liability limits the state has minimum requirements. And then there's attachment points above the minimum requirements that you would need if you were going to have an um, umbrella policy in place.
1: So talk to us about the exposures that, that uh, an umbrella policy might actually uh, aid you in Yeah, I mean, w- why would you want
2: one in the first place?
3: Well, a- anybody that has any type of assets at all um, should really have, you know, and you own a home, you're going to have the homeowner's policy. You drive a car, right. you're going to have an auto policy. Again, the um, umbrella policy provides an excess layer of coverage beyond that. So as you, as you you know get married, you have children, your exposures change, you you, know, you work, you earn more money, you save more money, you have that added exposure as you go through life and life changes. So um, when you start out really as a young couple, really even as an individual that may be renting an apartment, um, you still have potentially a renter's policy that'll cover your, your contents, but there's a liability component with that. And it might make sense to have an umbrella policy over and beyond that. Um, but especially when you get into the years where you have children, you have teenage drivers in the car, Right. Um, statistics say that um, teen drivers, the crash risk is three times for wow. 16 wow. to 19 year olds as, as anybody else. So there's a huge exposure there.
1: Um, and you're saying that, uh, you know, if you had an accident, Lord forbid, if, if uh, your teen driver had the accident and there was uh, significant damage done, uh, the liability policy might
3: tap out all that right
1: might tap out before it got to the end of that and then you're faced with a lawsuit i assume that is
3: correct because a typical automobile policy will either have a three hundred thousand dollars total per per accident or five hundred thousand dollars total per accident and those limits could be exhausted very quickly okay
1: all right so uh are there some other examples that you could provide as to you know Places where you might need to have this coverage, obviously, in order to cover my bottle cap collection, which is my big asset,
3: uh, I need some umbrella policy, right? Well, the big thing is, again, if you, if Let's you have it. some nice bottle caps. Oh, they're that's awesome. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Are you active on, on social media,
1: Troy? Uh, no. You're not? Okay, no. So you're safe that's, from that. That's a liability that I'd, I'm not willing to <laughs> right. take. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. so li- plus I've
1: got better things to do. Yeah. Person.
3: <laughs> well, personal injury, you know, that includes libel and slander. Um, you know, libel. Oh, okay. Libel being written, slander being spoken. You know, in the day of social media, I mean, people, people actually can sue for a lot of money for that type that, stuff. Right? right. So wow. those are things that are covered under an umbrella policy. Um, if you have, if you have pets, um, especially dogs, um, one third of all umbrella. Policy insurance claims are actually dog bite related.
1: Wow, uh, that is a, a awesome statistic that I never really would have guessed that
3: many. Some of the judgments you, that are related to that would blow your mind. Really? Yeah. Uh, are, there, are
2: there any examples of those that you would
3: have? Yes, there are. Um, from various carriers, there was um, there was a particular instance where it was in Florida, actually. Where a gentleman was taking out his trash and one of the neighbors escaped through an open gate his dog neighbor's dogs not the neighbor
2: but, <laughs> i, um, I think they, they got them they got the neighbor locked up <laughs> the, guy, the guy got out the guy got out
3: um, but but his dog three dogs got out and went through an open gate and the guy had multiple lacerations had wow. damage to his lower back and the judgment was 7.7 million dollars my god! this gosh. is an actual claim from one of the one of our carriers wow
1: yeah i mean you made a joke of it but when i'm when i was a kid my younger brother did bite a dog once i, I your I younger brother bit, bit, a, bit a, dog. a dog? Yeah, it was a dog.
2: I'll show that dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he was like two or three years old. He literally bit a dog. But I don't think that the dog had a good attorney, so he didn't sue. But.
2: <laughs> so I guess one of the questions I would have on on the umbrella is – does it go in increments of coverage, I would assume half a million, million, things like that, over and above
3: what you have, or what would those increments be? The increments generally start at a million dollars, and Got then it. they're in one million dollar increments, so that with most carriers, you have your what's called your captive insurance carriers, like a mm-hmm. state farm and all state of farmers, which everybody's familiar with, and then as an independent agent, we have you know we have markets that we go to, obviously, such as auto owners and travelers yeah. and chubb and, and other, other markets, but um, each of the carriers will have their own. Uh, you can usually write a one million or maybe a two million dollar umbrella policy with with very little underwriting. But when you get to three million or five million or above, it generally requires extra underwriting.
1: Is there a formula that would give you guidance That's, in how much insurance yeah. you
3: need from
1: Good an question. umbrella
3: policy? Uh, on, on a on a high level, yes. We drill down a little more than just a basic formula. But on a high level, um, if you take and you got you have to. Take a look at a lot of factors, um, including somebody's age, their, their years of work, because in a judgment, their actual earnings, future earnings could be at stake. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at their, their assets, if you add up their assets and their, their um, you know, their um, basically, excuse me, if you add up their assets and then you, you, you look at their um, equity in their home, sure. and then you look at their combination of their liability limits on their automobile policy. And then their homeowners policy. Sure, the gap can be found there from a starting point.
1: Okay, I would assume then that the state they live in might impact that as well, because I know Florida has certain laws that disallow for mm-hmm. somebody to take your home uh, under certain judgments. Right, it would
3: vary state by state. Though. Sure.
1: Okay. All right. Um, well, all that's good. Now uh, I do see a note here that that says uh, if you had workers working on your home. And something happened to them, and, and Lord forbid they got hurt, um, the umbrella policy could come over the top of the homeowner's insurance, is that correct? Right, there could be yeah.
3: scenarios, where, and there actually have been claims, examples where that, that has covered. Right, All right. not, to a, to not somebody as somebody often as the dog bite, though, huh? I'm right, still exactly. stuck
1: on that one. I'm just blown away that dogs actually would cause that much uh, angst. Now, are there things that an individual needs to know or declare when it comes to, um, you know, I want to go out and buy an umbrella policy? I, I would assume that there are certain risks that you need to identify to the insurer mm-hmm. well, as you go through.
3: Right. If you are if you're already have coverage in place with a particular carrier and you're adding an umbrella policy, they're already going to have a lot of the underwriting information that they're going to need. Uh, but part of the process when you're um, applying for homeowner's coverage, what you're disclosing to the underwriter, a lot of the questions that are asked involve, do you have any pets? If so, what kind? So that's part of the equation. All right. So it can make it more difficult to get... Um, an under a number of policy put in place depending on you know if you have a dangerous dog
1: okay uh, my two dachshunds, you don't
3: i mean i don't think they would fall into that category oh
1: <laughs> that is awesome I'm i guess glad. my
3: little poodle would be okay too huh yeah. maybe so maybe <laughs> yeah. so. you never know keith's probably the only <laughs> one here with a r- awesome
1: pit bull or something that's but, right yeah.
3: yeah labradoodle she can be labradoodle. she can be possessive
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's that uh keith if somebody wanted to get in touch we i guess we call 770-429-9166 ask for keith palmer or our
3: insurance department uh, is there anything you want to add to this Yeah, there's a couple of benefits to umbrella policies um, that may not be available in an underlying policy. The worldwide covers territory, um, for example, in an automobile policy, the covers territory is generally, for example, with my policy, the covers territory is the United States' territories, possessions, and Canada and Mexico. Um, And then in an umbrella policy, they generally will have worldwide coverage. So as an example, if you were traveling overseas and you rented a car, ah it might extend liability mm-hmm. where for the car rental, for liability so see i, I wouldn't think about that Not i would all, assume since I, since I have insurance
2: i'd be covered but i'd, I'd be wrong yeah
1: so. uh, is, that, uh, is that i guess that's pretty common then right that uh you know people traveling uh probably don't
2: even know be better the to, liability involved though yeah
1: better to have a uh, an umbrella policy if they don't already right um it's, it's Especially if you reasonable. find yourself
2: traveling fairly frequently. I mean, I would imagine if you're going out of the country once in a blue moon, that's that's one thing. But, I mean, that's – that, are there policies you can – I mean, if you find yourself only going out of the country once every 10 years, is it even worth – having something in place like that
3: well you should have an umbrella policy in place period regardless. for
1: various right. other reasons right. well if you if have it right.
3: if you, can if you to have travel assets. abroad right. right then then you're going to need an umbrella policy interesting anyway yeah.
1: if i'm not mistaken umbrella policies are rarely reason are fairly reasonable priced are they not
3: they are i mean a, 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 you know a, a husband and a wife house two cars mm-hmm. um you know two kids well, without the two kids, I mean, about 150 to 300 dollars a, a year per oh, million. Wow. Um, when you start, the, it, it changes dramatically. Obviously, when you throw kids into the mix, they are rated in. Um, you know, I have two kids under the age of 25, so they're factored into my umbrella policy. Um, it, a lot of people have multiple homes, um, so they might have a home here, a home in the mountain, or home in the mountains, a home in Florida or, or um, Hilton Head, South Carolina. They might have watercraft. So that all those factors play into the rates of the umbrella policy.
1: Awesome. That's all right. Cool. Well, uh, guys, I think uh, that's going to be about all the time we have. What do you all say, the stock market up or down this week? Up. Oh. There we go, Justin. Always. And I say, uh, Keith, you probably just say buy an umbrella policy, right? <laughs> yes. Go for it. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.